have a seat. It's starting, I'm so happy. Welcome, welcome everyone to the, I'm gonna get it right, welcome to the James Ballantyne VFW Post 246. Let's give him a hand. Most of you probably don't remember James um, Ballantyne because he died in World War I. Um, but we thank him and we're glad that we're here um, in his honor. And he did a great job with the renovation, didn't he? It's beautiful. Seriously, this used to be kind of a dump. Anyway, um, and now it's really super nice. First thing I have to tell you, um, first of all, my name is Bridget Nelson. Thank you. And the bathroom, the second most important thing, is the bathroom through there. Um, we have men's and women's, and um, you, can, you can figure that out on your own. Okay, so there we go. We've got a great night for you. We've got three bands. We've got laughs. We've got sorrow. We've, we've just got everything in store for you. Can't wait to get started. Um, but before we do, I have someone to thank, and that is Ryan Hoosier. Where are you, man? Where are you? Thank you so much. He is our official host of the evening because you have to know somebody who actually did something to be able to come to the VFW. And we thank you for hosting and we thank you for your two terms in Afghanistan and one in Iraq. And let's give him a hand. So this podcast is going to be beamed out to billions, millions of people. <laughs> after it's downloaded and while people are at work they'll be listening to this which we are very proud of um, but another person I have to think of is John Hupp where's Mr. John Hupp there he is this was his big fat idea so we are happy about that he just he, he talked to Mike uh, Nelson and he talked to uh, Pastor Dave Berge and said you guys are good together and you're we talk about all this stuff when we're over beers why don't you do it on a podcast and then he said why don't you do it at the VFW and so that's what we're doing tonight and you will find out all about it just very shortly but to, to tell you kind of a genesis of this whole deal is there is a church over on Aldrich Avenue, and it's been there for very, very many years. Here's our Aldrich gang over here. Hello, people. And another church, and another church uh, called City of Lakes Covenant Church. And it was basically one of those things where one church had a church but no pastor, and another church had a bunch of young people and a really cool pastor. And so like peanut butter and chocolate, we were better together. So we joined together and we call ourselves Resurrection Minneapolis and we have an awesome service at 1030 on Sundays. And yeah, and um, so you're all welcome to that. And um, without further ado, I am going to introduce our podcast tonight, Like Trees Walking. All will be explained. So I'll let the explainers do the explaining. Please welcome to the stage our hosts for Like Trees Walking, Pastor David Berge and Mr. Mike Nelson. <laughs> trees walking we are trees we're walking like walking. i love it when you sing thank you everyone <laughs> this is like trees walking i feel so distant from you right it's now. weird like the usually, is usually i know it's <laughs> uncomfortable usually we're in i we're finally crawling out of mike's basement 
and into the real world, which is kind of uncomfortable, but I guess good. Don't give away our secrets. We tape it at CBS Studios in Hollywood. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a classy, high-budget operation. <laughs> uh, Mike, what, who? Okay, so I'm Dave Berge. You're Mike Nelson. I am Mike Nelson, and this is Like Trees Walking. Uh, as Bridget said, all will be, will be explained, and we should probably explain the title for those who don't, because we did it during the podcast, but why don't you explain it, we because you're a learned yes, pastor. Yes, we haven't explained all it right. since the pilot episode, um, which you can find us uh, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, wherever fine podcasts are sold or downloaded. Um, so yes, uh, Like Trees Walking, that is a reference to a healing miracle of Jesus in Mark 8. Uh, there's a man, Jesus, uh, he's blind. Jesus spits uh, on him, uh, and then and then he says, well, can you see now? And he says, yes, I see people, but they look like trees walking around. And then he spits on him again, and he can see totally perfectly. So I thought that was sort of a, a, a pithy little way to describe what we're doing, the um, sort of uh, fallibility of human sight, but uh, the worthiness of exploring how we can see things more clearly um, through Jesus and through this encounter. So at least hopefully maybe we get people to seeing stuff like trees walking around. Just a little, yes. That is you why know. you are a learned pastor. That yes. is the uh, explanation for it. What do we have this evening, Pastor Dave? Well, we got lights, lots of stuff. But first, I need to kind of say something. I think this is we've had a big moment today. Oh, oh really? Yeah, this is really exciting. Talk so this, this event that you are all at, the Like Trees Walking live podcast, thank you all for coming out. Give yourselves a round of applause, by the way. Cheap applause, but good. Um, Mike, Mike shared this event on Facebook, and I, I feel like that's like when you've been in a relationship with someone, and they've told you that they love you, but they haven't like changed their uh, relationship status <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, it was like finally Mike shared that we're doing this podcast, so I finally felt validated, and like he's really ready, finally ready to acknowledge me to the world. So thank you, Mike. Oh, I feel so. G- I feel validated. I feel good. I don't have to hide anymore. Oh, that oh. made me feel weird that you did that in public. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's so great. It's uh, so great. So this is the podcast where we talk about the big, important issues of life. Faith. Faith. We do it from a Christian perspective. Yes. We talk about the things that matter, and uh, but we do it with a little smile on our face, a little wink. And a wink and a jig and a sort little, of, you know what I mean? We like don't do that. Whatever, <laughs> that, whatever <laughs> that was, we, we never do that. But uh, we do uh, it. We welcome all comers, though, so we don't we make do. any assumptions about we, uh, what folks believe or, or don't believe. We just want to give a, an intelligent explanation of where we're coming from. Right. And what was my explanation for it? I believe I had a, a Byzantine explanation. Oh, we, yeah. Please, uh, you, you always like to mock like, me for um, this. <laughs> Christianity has a seat at the table in the marketplace of <laughs> ideas. or so, It was the most twisted. You yeah, know, it has it, it a stall in the booth. <laughs> it changes the, the tires. Table, of, right, um, it was, but in anyway. the Costco of the, yeah, yes. so of ideas. Let's give you a rundown of the show that we have tonight. We, uh, we have the big discussion. We have a big topic. The topic tonight is, and we have advertised this a lot, it's yes. called Star Wars Episode Zero, Zero, The Myth of Christianity. And in a moment, we will be defending the proposition that Christianity is a myth. Uh, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, you'll have to I hear more about that. to see how that happens. And then, uh, this is a weird thing. I don't know why we do this, why we started this. I guess it was because it was in my basement. We're going to uh, eat a weird food. Yeah. <laughs> we will both be eating I weird food know. by popular acclamation and demand. I, I don't know what this has to do with Christianity or big ideas, but we do it. Uh, and then we will be, uh, we have a quiz 
uh, a Star Wars quiz, just, yep, which we, you can all participate in. Just a quiz. Just a quiz. That's great. I'm so uh, excited for the one which quiz. Which I wrote up. But at the end, we have a very special t- surprise. Do you want to give it away, or do you want to save it for the end? This is a uh, Pastor Dave is going to close the show. Let's save it. Save it. All Let's right. save it. Fair Let, enough. Don't, That's a surprise. Don't give it away. All right. Well, then... Don't. Let's let's get into the main topic then. The shall meat. We? Let's carve the meat, Mike. All right, let's do you it. You you know how to carve meat too. I do. Yeah, I'm, Mike I'm, is a uh, little known fact about Mike is he's really good at everything eccentric. He can do well. Like what? Name what what is eccentric? Ferment ferment things into beverages. <laughs> Onions and cucumber. Boom, that's a soda. That's right. I did You're drinking make, it. I did make an onion and cucumber soda fermented for you one time. And what was your review of that? Was it was positive, right? Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> hot garbage. It was really, really, really <laughs> delicious. Uh, yeah, Mike. It uh, was. He uh, roasts his own coffee. He vacuum brews, or you know, when he's brewing, it's just it's beautiful to be astounded. I feel like that's a veiled insult, <laughs> but I will take <laughs> it. I will. <laughs> I accept the compliment. All right. All right. All right. Uh, let's get into the meat of the d- discussion, which is Christianity is a myth. Pastor Dave, what say you to that? Go. Mike, what you have just said is 100% accurate. What? Yeah, I mean, what? I, yeah. I, Explain this. Well, I mean, you know, if the church weren't paying my salary, I wouldn't believe any of it. But no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Okay, when we're talking about a myth, we need to specify what it is we mean when we say the term myth. Because myth is a word that there's a lot of baggage around. And so we got to do something with this word. What is our definition of myth? That's what's very important to get at. Because I think a popular misconception, I want to blame the show Mythbusters. Right now, I want to call mm-hmm. them out on podcast land that a myth in under one definition is something that just isn't true, right? It's, it's false. Mm-hmm. And so myth busters basically say, like, here is a thing that people claim it is or isn't true, and so we're going to prove whether it's true or not. And what percentage of myths are validated on myth busters? Uh, is this a quiz? Yeah. Uh, half. No, I don't know. Get people in the audience who watch Mythbusters, <laughs> do they ever, like, validate something? It's always a myth, isn't it? It's sometimes true. It's, like, almost never true. It's like in Perry Mason, how many people were actually guilty? Like, one person, right? Why were you watching Perry Mason? How old are you? <laughs> what is going Listen, on? I love my Matlock, okay, buddy boy? <laughs> it's good TV. It's really good TV. But it's, yeah, the myths are always busted, and so a myth is synonymous with something that isn't true. Right. So I reject that definition of myth. That's wrong. Okay, what is a myth? Well, Define a myth. It. A myth is a founding story. It's a story that folks tell um, that is really the, I'd say, narrative expression of a world view. And so a worldview are uh, really basically a way that a, a people group, a society, a culture answers c- some kind of very basic questions like, who are we? And where are we? And what's the wrong with the world? And what's the solution? And what time is it? And those are the questions that cultures ask. And so they tell themselves, they tell stories in order to explain that, in order to present their understanding of the world. And so those stories can or cannot be true. They can be related to history or they cannot be related to history. But Christianity is one of those stories in that it is a founding story, a founding narrative of a, of a particular people that answers, I'd say, those five questions. 
Right. And uh, let's step back a little bit. Now, where okay. we got this idea, uh, one of the most popular versions of this was uh, Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. Is that right? Yes. And, and, yes, and yes, another yes. guy named Dyson, who's not as famous. Is he Freeman Dyson? Is he the guy who made those really expensive vacuums? That is not the same <laughs> Dyson. <laughs> not the same. But Although one of my favorite machines ever, did you know? I've had a Dyson for like twenty years. You can repair before that they thing were cool. Until before the they end were cool, of time. right? No, it's not, <laughs> it's not a hipster thing to own a Dyson. <laughs> I didn't grow a little uh, mustache and then vacuum my floor and go. I'm pretty cool. No, it's it, they're a really good machine, but different Dyson. But anyway, uh, C.S. Lewis, he would not believe Christianity because his his rejection of Christianity was based on the fact that. He didn't want to become a boring Christian who just was like, all right, I'll accept this. He wanted, he loved the myths, the stories that, that excited him and lit him on fire. He couldn't give those up, and he just kept fighting that. And, and, and one night, he went with Tolkien and... and uh, uh, Dyson? And Dyson, <laughs> the vacuum cleaner guy. And, uh, <laughs> and especially Dyson was like, you do not have to give this up. Christianity is the true myth. It is a myth, but it's true. Is is that is that correct? <laughs> yes. Uh, are, we, are you speaking as Mike Dyson? That is very rhetorical. Yes. But yes. 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 yes, yes but absolutely. No, that, that's the genesis of why we wanted to talk about this was because that they're the ones that sort of came up or popularized this idea that Christianity as true myth. Yes. Where you don't have to give up. This is an exciting story, right? Because Lewis, yeah, he loved he loved Norse mythology. Yeah. Uh, he was a medievalist, so he was well-versed in that world, the world of, of myth and sort of these founding stories. I mean, and I think that, um, you know, I grew up in a generation um, that we got, we got myths, but we got sort of like a watered-down version of them. So anyone who grew up in the 80s, 90s, uh, yeah, clap if that happened for you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, it was a great time to be alive, my gosh. Uh, you had and, – and, and Disney – the wonderful world of Disney gave us all of these myths again. You know, they gave us Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. They gave us Sleeping Beauty. They gave us Cinderella. And then later, um, uh, what was the Little Mermaid, Aladdin, uh, The Lion King. And then I stopped paying attention after that. Oh, uh, Count Notre Dame, and then I really stopped paying attention after that. But they gave us these myths again, but they sort of changed them. They took away the, the sadness of them, I think, which we, we lost some of the Well, I think the, 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 the uh, ultimate version of what you're talking about is the Shrek ones, where there wasn't even any hint of the myth <laughs> left. There was just snark and like references to other pop culture things. There was like zero magic left in it. There was basically just farting and, and <laughs> you know, stuff. But there was like great <laughs> stuff like, do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. You know, when they're like torturing the gingerbread man? So you're a big fan. Now. That was a great stuff. I love Shrek, and I love Shrek, too. Hey, here's a great line from that. Donkey. That's, that's my <laughs> entire impression of that entire series. I, I know nothing about it. Mike you know, Myers doing a Scottish accent. Lord Farquaad? Like, I just figured that out very recently. And I don't know that I can show I it to my children. <laughs> don't think too hard, okay? Just don't think too hard about what I just said. All right, sorry. It's All a right. family show. So. So. You were defending Christianity as myth, as so myth, keep going with absolutely. that. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so I absolutely defend it as myth because, because, because it is one of these stories. That I, I think the beautiful part about myth, what, what Lewis really understood, was that um, myths were a way to really capture something that was a compelling story, right? That, that myth is a way that um, it kind of it 
it, it does something really wonderful. So there's this idea that we have sort of the uh, eternal truths of reason, you know, that human beings are very, very good at dealing in abstractions. The true, the good, the beautiful, you know, we think of sort of the, 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 the platonic or the Socratic, like a, like a philosophical way of reasoning. And then we get to this nasty world of history where stuff happens. And so uh, there was a, a, a German uh, philosopher, theologian in the 18th century who called history, he said it was, it was an ugly ditch that separated the eternal truths of reason from the accidental happenings of history. And he said, never the twain shall meet. And for Lewis, he says, no, 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 myth is a way of, of bridging that gap, of bridging the gap between what is eternally true and what is contingent and seems sort of accidental of history. And so myth is a way of imbuing reality with its storied meaning. And so each and every, cu every culture and every religion has myths, myths that it tells itself to explain what's going on in the world. Um, I mean, this is extremely common for people who believe in God and who don't believe in God. Yeah, I mean, anyone who has a child out there knows when you tell a child a story, the eyes widen when you start with once upon a time and you get into that first line, they're listening. Why is that built into the human condition? Because there is a true myth out there. We're myth-making creatures. Yes. We need myths And we in want order that, every survive. culture has it. So what then is the competing myth that sort of modernity would give us? What, I what is the, uh, you know, the, the one that, that, that science would hand us? We all understand what science would say about our myths. They would laugh at them. <coughs> it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what would Bill Nye say? Uh, what would Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> tweet We're not going to rip on <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson tonight. <laughs> we'll save that but for a later podcast. But they have to have their own myth. What is that myth? That myth, I think, is basically that what science does is it liberates humanity. It's this great force, right? So for thousands of years prior, it was basically we were veiled in ignorance or we were in the infancy, the, the childlike state of humankind. And then along comes this flame of reason and it had flickered over the centuries, right? There was certain people um, in various areas, eras who had um, who had exemplified this, but it had always been squelched. But then finally, you know, sometime around the Enlightenment, so the 16th, 1700s, starting with the Renaissance, but then burning even brighter, 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 into the era of the Enlightenment. And finally, we were free from the shackles of tradition and religion and superstition, and we could dare to know at last. And so finally, the light of reason is shining, and it is chasing away the shadows of superstition. And we stand at last Godlike in our knowledge and our ability to not be dominated by nature or scared by nature, but to rule it ourselves into a brave new world, a brave new future, which isn't in the hands of some capricious deity, but it's in our hands, Mike. Wow. You know, you make a good point. I am leaving the church. Thank <laughs> you. No, 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 no. But just don't stop your pledge or your tithe, Mike, and whatever you do is fun. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll remain a, a member, sort of. Uh, no, but what is the problem with this? See, I, I was thinking of this and the, the, the myth of the particles. In the beginning where the particles, to me, does not satisfy anything. When I think about it for, for myself or for a child, like, well, honey, there were particles. Yes, and the, Daddy? And, the, and they bashed together. Yes, Daddy? And some of them crashed into others in a pile of goo and whatever. Anyway, here we are. <laughs> that to me is not very satisfying. And, 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 and it doesn't comport with my view of the world. Uh, how, does, how does that work? Like, how does the myth 
of the particles play itself out. Well, that there's just it's a story without any characters, right? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, there's literally no character. Nobody does anything brave. Particles just crash into each other, and that's it. And then that's the yeah. maximum uh, total entropy is reached, and everything's kind of a cold temperature. Nobody, and it's over. yeah, nobody slays a dragon. It just kind of all fizzles out, and we're done. Right? What's what's the punchline? It's like, hey, we're all in this together, and nobody's getting out alive. That's sort yeah. of the, that's sort of the punchline at the end of the day. There's a, there's an old Stephen Wright joke where he he talks about uh, a, a babies are born next to each other. They look at each other in their little cribs, and they go live their lives, and then they get sick at the same time. They go back in the hospital. They're laying in the beds next to each other, and one turns to the other and goes, so, what'd you think? <laughs> you know. <laughs> there it is. Uh, but there's got to be more than that. There's something exciting, right? The, the, the myth is... This true myth, what is it? Explain the myth. Why should we be excited about this? Why was C.S. Lewis excited about this true myth? Why did Dyson, what did Dyson say that convinced C.S. Lewis to go? He, there's a, a famous story. He's riding with his brother, Warney. It's one of the most beautiful things ever. He's going to the zoo with his brother, and he was almost there to Christianity. He almost believed, but he just couldn't get there because he couldn't let go of the myth. And then he just wrote, on the way to the zoo... I didn't believe Jesus was the son of God, and then I got to the zoo, and I did. It's just so cool. So how, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. What is the myth that convinced C.S. Lewis that it was a true myth, that it was something worth living for? Reminds me of the words of Rafi. <laughs> We're going to the zoo, zoo, zoo. How about you, you, you? You can come to, to, to. to. to? We're going to the zoo. Zoo, zoo. No, it actually doesn't remind me of Raffi at all. But I thought that, that uh, your song. The should great be philosopher the Raffi. The great philosopher Raffi. 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 I got really scared by Raffi tapes growing up as a child, but my parents kept playing them for me. So, uh, wait, it wasn't you requesting him? It was your parents? Yeah, my parents were playing Raffi. What is wrong with said, you? Nothing can go wrong. Go. I am in the jungle, and I was horrified by Raffi's trip to the terrifying jungle with Joshua, J Joshua Giraffe. But they still kept playing it. So when they'd look in the rearview mirror, you'd be there like flushing I mean, No, I'd be at night I before know. I went to bed, and they'd shut the door and turn off the light. Enjoy the Raffi day. They also <laughs> was this, they played this horrifying Mr. Rogers tape for me. What? Yes, Mr. He, Rogers is it's not It's raining. There is a rainstorm and a thunderstorm, and he says, don't be scared, kids. But you know that the thunderstorm is going to destroy your house and kill you. So it's really hor the most horrifying I th like, I think tape I ever heard was Mr. Rogers. It was worse than The Shining and, and The Exorcist put together. <laughs> well, I think anything said by Meow Meow Kitty is inherently terrifying. <laughs> Lady Elaine Fairchild did disturb me, though. Just her whole vibe. Oh, that face. Yeah. That face. There was something Lady Elaine Fairchild, pretty good dude, though. <laughs> yeah, my God. <laughs> she looks. All right, go. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yes, yes. This myth that excited him because, he, and the reason that C.S. Lewis became a Christian was he wasn't satisfied by this alternative myth, like because he couldn't believe that it was true. But he said, "Here is is this story of of there being nothing, absolutely nothing, and then this God speaks order into chaos." And if you read uh, Genesis 1, I mean, it, it, it is the best beginning, I would argue, the best beginning of any literature ever written, right? In the beginning, 
God created the heavens and the mm-hmm. earth. I mean, what a way to start. There's a reason that that's famous. And, and the first chapters are absolutely beautiful because we start with this grand cosmic picture of God bringing order uh, to chaos, which is one of the great things that we struggle with in our existence, is what is the relationship between order and chaos in our lives? But God brings order to chaos. And then from the dust of the earth calls uh, uh, this earth dweller, this Adam, into existence. And there's this relationship between him and Eve. And then, boom, all of a sudden, there's this fall and there's a murder. So the first four chapters, we get, like, creation, human beings, a fall out of the garden, and a murder. I mean, it's a really fast pace to the narrative, which is absolutely even wonderful. A, even a kid would love this story. Yeah, yeah it's got great. Like, we get to the murder really quickly, which is <laughs> right. very compelling, you know? Um, and, and then there's this, this, this falling away. And so this people whom God has created to bear his image turn away from it. They reject it. They reject him. They run away from him. But God does not pursuing him. Them. So it's this beautiful story of God's pursuit of this people who keep turning away from him and rejecting him and running away from him. It's the story of them being freed from slavery, of them going into exile and returning. And then finally, the story of God himself entering into the narrative in the person of Jesus Christ. And this is where Lewis says that myth becomes fact. Yeah. That, that this God of the universe enters into this story, that this isn't just a story, again, of, of a, of a God-man or of an Osiris or whatever, but that we can actually put a sort of a date and a name to this under Pontius Pilate, that, that the, the, the God of history, the God of the universe enters into the world in this place called Israel under the reign of this petty tyrant, Pilate that God gets his hands dirty, and he does so in order to raise us up out of it and and to take on the very power of death itself and to tell everyone else that you have died too. That when you go on this journey, this exciting journey, right, take up your cross and follow me, deny yourself daily, that every single day we are invited on this exciting journey towards our own death. And there is no more exciting story than the journey towards your own death with resurrection on the other side. That's why Rogue One... (laughs) <laughs> was such a Mike, you might not believe it. But Rogue yes. One was a really good movie. Because every other Star Wars movie was just basically setting up a sequel or a prequel. And I think that that was a flaw. But Rogue One was not trying to do that. It was people sacrificing themselves, going towards their own death, towards a more noble cause. And so what the Christian story says, says deny yourself, take your cross, follow Jesus, go towards your own death. But then, oh, wait, surprise. On the other side is resurrection and resurrection life and so the end of the story enters into the middle of the story and it asks us to live that out with fear and trembling and it's beautiful it's compelling it's exciting it is risky it is on a knife's edge if you let it be and so what Lewis, I think, saw was this beauty, this challenge, this risk, this daring do edge to it. And he saw that it was more exciting and more compelling than any of the myths that he had seen before. And better than that, it was true, that it actually happened. It was a true myth. And can we say, for the record, way better than Rogue One or any Star Wars movie? Can we please, please stipulate that? Okay, the Medichlorians, um, <laughs> no, it, was way better. It, was way, it was way better than Rogue One, way more compelling than Rogue One, of That's course. That's right, and, and I think that um, uh, Chesterton said that the most compelling things that he learned and every truth that he learned, he learned in the nursery, 
and everything after that was just sort of filling in the the truths of these things. So I, I, I think there's a thread running through that. Of Absolutely, the, the the miraculous of the each and every day. I mean, that's what Chesterton embraced to his right. fullest was the miraculous of every day, and also this uh, sense that any rule that was sort of imposed upon him was infinitesimal and compared to the sheer gift, the sheer contingency, I would say the sheer grace of each and every moment and each and every day. And, and I think the most compelling aspect of the Christian myth as founding story is this fact that it didn't have to be this way, right? And that in and of itself is sheer grace, that it could have been otherwise, but because of God, it's not. And so we get to participate in this grace this it didn't have to be otherwise but this is the way it is and it is beautiful and that is so compelling i love it there we go yeah there we go all right i think we proved that christianity is a myth all right <laughs> we, there we go. yes we did <laughs> in the best possible in the way. best possible way all right well Bust uh, that myth Bust i think myth. you have to do a little appeal to the audience i do and then we'll be back we'll be eating some food we will mm -hmm. challenge one another to do this Yep. Again, why? I know not. Uh, but then we will have a Star Wars quiz, and everyone can compete in that. But mostly it's on you. Okay. And, uh, and then a special surprise, oh, a special and, surprise. Uh, and we'll be out of here. All Sounds right. good. All right, make your appeal. I will right now. All right, people. I'm looking at each. Pretend I'm looking at each and every one of you individually. I'm not just looking at you, but I'm staring into your heart. Beyond that, I'm staring into your soul. And I'm saying, have you subscribed to Like Trees Walking on iTunes or Google Play or wherever fine podcasts are found. Because if you haven't, why are you here? What are you doing? This is free. We're putting this on for you. Please do that. And beyond that, Mike and I, we give so much of ourselves each and every week. Could you please rate us? Could you please give us a review? We would really appreciate that because that would help other unfortunate benighted souls discover this amazing podcast. So please, right now, take out your phones. You can just pretend, but take out your phones. Yep, take out your phones, lift them to the sky. Say, I will <laughs> subscribe <laughs> to Electries Walking. And I do swallow, we swear, <laughs> to rate it and review it. But only if I will give it five stars. I don't think that's legal. I don't <laughs> think you can say that. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> very much for doing that. But, no, we do appreciate it. We appreciate you so much for coming out um, tonight. Uh, this has just exceeded our expectations, and uh, we appreciate everyone um, for sharing it, for listening to it, um, for giving us a chance. Mike and I have a great time uh, doing this. I, I, I hope that comes across on the audio. Um, and uh, we think that this is a really unique way to let folks, I guess, eavesdrop on conversations that we think are really, really, really important. So you can, of course, follow us on Twitter, at... LTW Pod. You can like us on Facebook, Like Trees Walking Podcast, or you can go to liketreeswalkingpod.com. And uh, we do send out an email uh, periodically um, of kind of some weird stuff. So it's really, really, really great. So uh, Marty McTeague is here. He's our social media coordinator director. Thank you, Marty, for everything you do. Yeah, let's give it up for Marty. He just started, and things are going great since Marty started doing it. Thanks, Marty. So yeah, that is my. Appeal. Did I miss anything? I think you did a great job. <laughs> Get off the stage. <laughs> no. You sounded like Christian Bale being <laughs> Batman right there. Where yeah. are they? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 
there are people who will probably actually listen to this at home, believe it or not. So we probably should do our regular routine of just, let's sum up the, the first segment before we move on. Can we do that? Yes, we can. Don't hit yourself in the I face with your own microphone. I almost chipped a tooth right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so what did we talk about? What was our big talk topic? You said, Pastor Dave, Christianity is a myth. You agree with that. And then I said... You said a whole bunch of stuff I didn't listen to, <laughs> blah, 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 C.S. Lewis. No, Christianity is a myth, but it is the true myth. It's something that is exciting every day. Like, every day you are confronted with this story of, of a god and of, of demons and temptation and bravery. And, you know, these, these things are exciting because they matter. And, and C.S. Lewis himself said, every day a man is on the road either to heaven or to hell. And, like, what could be more exciting than that? This is awesome. You don't become a boring Christian. You become a guy who, you know, this. You're, you enter the story, the stream of life. This is good. Thank you. Yes, yes, I love it. Thank you, Mike. That was very good, very impassioned. I could not have said it better myself. All right, well, I don't know why we do this. Let's do it, though. Uh, yeah. We challenge, uh, Dave comes over to my house, and, you know, we have a podcast to do, and we, we, uh, we often try to come up with segments, and one of them that became... I think it became very popular. To get, I've heard good feedback. To get, to get Dave to eat uh, creepy things. And, uh, and what, what, run us through some of the things that you did not enjoy. Because I, f I felt like I served you well every time and you just complained. Well, like I said, you had me taste some stuff. Some like fermented. There was the fermented cucumbers and onions. Yeah, that was not good. I there was the like beets. The fermented beets. Yeah, that was good. The kvass. There was some, some f fruit of the sea. Oh, uh, a lot of tinned fish. Many, I, tin, I, many tinned fish. Many I have a lot of that around my fish. house. My wife can attest that I eat that on a regular basis. But you know what? It often ends with crackers. That <laughs> one's for off the air, which is one of my favorite foods is are crackers. But so. as befits where we are right <laughs> now, we are going to take on a new challenge that Ryan has presented Ryan to us. Ryan Hoosier. And that is some MREs, and I have chosen one for you to eat. And uh, Ryan, or he, are they right up there. here? Where? Oh, they're back here, Bridget. Oh, okay. They're behind the drums. Jay, where did you? Jay was thinking he was going to eat them. No. Oh, he was storing them behind his drums. Yeah. Okay. We, if he, he's playing three sets, so he's like, if I get hungry, I'm going to need an MRE. All right, I have chosen for you. Um, oh my gosh, it's like four pounds of chili with beans. Mm. So if you wouldn't mind consuming and that. And I chose for you, Michael J. Nelson. Yes, yes. Vegetable lasagna. And can I explain why I chose vegetable lasagna? When I saw that downstairs, it made me think of the Seinfeld episode where David Putty and Elaine are on a plane and they break up and she's sitting next to the guy who ordered vegetable lasagna and she refers to him as vegetable lasagna. So that's why I picked that. It was the Seinfeld episode. So. Hey. Uh, Ryan, could we get your knife? Uh, it's a peelable seal. It says oh. right there. Says well, I want right to have a knife fight. Says <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Well, I will narrate while you eat your uh, entire four pounds of uh, chili with beans. All right. He's, uh, he's trying to work the peelable seal. Ryan, can I get your knife? Uh, he is basically a, a, a slightly educated primate, so this is going to be difficult for him. Now he's got a knife, and I have just insulted him, and he has a knife. All right, he's opened up the uh, chili beans. I'm narrating for the people at home, so this is, uh, all right, it's a silver package. Oh, he's opened up his own thumb with his knife. The artery is spurting. Uh, please get some help up here. No, all right, he's thrown down crackers and a napkin. All right, what do you got there? Can you describe it for us? Um, some bags of what looks like food. Thank you, Dave, for that color. 
You really, really helped the podcast out there. Come on, man. You got to step up. All right. This looks, I don't, I don't know, it looks like food. I don't know, it's bready. Well, you're getting crumbs it's all kind over of, the VFW. It's kind of Come bready. on. Um, it's bready? Yeah. Your chili is bready? That might be the cornbread. You don't know how to eat, do you? No. I've seen you eat oh, crackers. Look at this. What is going on? That went on the ground. Crackers exploded everywhere. Ryan like knows my crackers. He's a second grader opening a bag of chips. Now there's some sort of food everywhere. I believe right, that's this is chicken or something. Oh, come on. Oh, it's really good. It's a cornbread. That's not the delicious. chili, though, is it? I, think I don't think cornbread is chili, Mike. All right, Dave. This is a beverage-based powder, lemon-lime. Um, All right, I want you to pour to half that packet into your mouth. To the fans. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right, now he's to the main course. Is this the chili? I don't know, Mike, but I'm going to find out. All right. Yes, Mike. This is chili. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, Tip it back into your, Mike. Into your mouth. <laughs> what? Don't open it, says Ryan. Don't open it. Ryan says don't open it. Why? No, Ryan. He's eating it cold, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like booing. You don't know how to eat an MRE. Oh. Ryan, what was the mistake there? Could you tell us what, what should he have done? Um, oh, he's supposed to use a heater. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't do that. Um, it tastes like. Yeah, um, so give us the review of the unheated chili with beans. Um, it's lukewarm. Uh, there was a bean in there, some tomato. Um, yeah, it tastes like really cold chili. Is it good? Like, you know. Um, let's just say it's better than anything you've ever fed me. Oh, come Except on. Except for the That was unnecessary. So that was really unnecessary. Oh, he's squeezing half a pack of chili. It's running down his face. Just my beard. Can someone give me a napkin? The it's learned it. pastor is squeezing chili from a bag into his face. Eight out of ten. Solid. Okay. All right. Well, narrate my uh, eating of the... Do you need a knife? No, I don't need a knife. It's a peelable seal. I think I said that seven times. All right. I do, I do seriously need a napkin if anyone... Oh, Santa, you're the best. All right. So, Mike, and she's Facebook living it. Hi. Uh, all right. So, Mike is going to eat vegetable lasagna now. This is... Um, if this is good enough for our men and women in uniform, oh, and Mike says, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a sealable package. It's so easy to open, you monkey, you idiot. Oh, Dave, you fool. Oh, you can't open it. Now look at this man exerting every ounce of his strength, his, his very significant strength. Mike says, peelable seal. Oh, guess what? He's been kicked out of basic training. You can't even open the food that you need to eat on the battlefield, Mike. How are you going to fight ISIS if you can't even open the meal? Oh, he's getting angry now. He's biting it. He's eating the bag. Oh, this is hard to watch, folks. Do you have a knife? <laughs> it's right there. Uh, Mike once had his dignity, but now he's using the knife. Oh, he hasn't cut himself. Oh, he doesn't think he's so much better than Dave now, does he? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you like them apples, huh? This is my pastor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now what okay, do you do? I'm seeing, uh, oh, pepper sauce. Ooh. Pepper sauce is leading off the pack here. Yeah, 
there's the that's the heat pack. Heater bag, okay. Brian, I'm sorry that what I French did French vanilla stage. powder. Yep. Uh, there's the crackers. I'm not yep. Oh, <laughs> please say those for me. Okay. <laughs> this I uh, don't recognize. I'm not gonna eat that. Uh, oatmeal cookie. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody yeah. like? I do not like cookies. Here you go, Dave. <laughs> and here is the. Uh, Anyone want a cookie? Oh, pears. Wait, get in the back. You raise your hand. Come get, come get the cookie. Taylor, I'm not throwing it that far. That this bad things could happen. Worse than is uh, worse than's already happened on the pod. This is for cheese Anna Kerbin. This is your yes. Uh, these pears are mostly corn syrup and sugar, so I'm gonna skip those. What? Well, I mean, you know. Yeah, Mike, so yeah, I know exactly. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Peelable package. <laughs> Finally, he's met a package he can open. And it contains another package that he can open this time, too. All right, here's the vegetarian lasagna. Vegetarian lasagna. And uh, here we go. I know, Mike. Out a spoon. You subscribe to the Smiths. Meat is murder, right? No, I'm kidding. Mike eats lots of meat. Sous vide mostly, though. Oh, man. That How is, is that? That is not good. <laughs> 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 it is very gelatinous. And uh, it feels like it needs a lot of salt. Feels like it needs a lot of salt? It is. Uh, there's no discernible flavor. It is just texture. And that texture is like... Uh, yeah, eat. It's like a wet cracker. Okay. It might just have been the first bite. You know, sometimes how your who taste buds are primed. Who, who called up that I should eat? <laughs> <laughs> He's eating. He doesn't look happy, folks. It does not get better. Okay, it did <laughs> not get better with a second bite. But you know what? We learned a lot from trying. We really learned. <laughs> <a lot. laughs> There's a mess on the stage, but it's mostly crumbs. That's we all right. We'll clean it up. And yeah, this we'll is a, a sweepable stage. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Mike. My review of the lasagna, I will let it stand. It is Ryan, not could you good. take this? Is not good at all. And give it to. We'll share this. Kind of pass it around to the people. That'd be really, I think. A, what? Don't don't laugh. It's this one. I gave a eight out of ten. It's all right. Not bad. So now, Dave. Yes, Mike. It's time for your quiz. All right, my my Star Wars quiz. It is time for your quiz because you are. Uh, we've talked about this on the show before. You're a huge fan of Star Wars. Yes, Mike. You defend it as one of the the best <laughs> myths out there, right? Yes, it's. I mean, in our modern world, there's nothing that there's nothing better, nothing comparable. Um, Who's your favorite character? Uh, Wicket. Okay. No, not really. It's not Wicket. It's not Jar Jar Binks. He's the Poochie of the Star Wars franchise, if, uh, if that makes any sense to anyone out there. I, he was the one where I'm like, they should just kill him in, in, in episode two. Just kill Jar Jar. No, I would say my absolute favorite is Han Solo. I do, I do have a soft spot in my heart for Han Solo. And, and Dave, what is my complaint about Star Wars? If you had to sum it up, um, you, that know, you know me by now. That you can't remember anything about it when you watch the movies afterwards? No, but you hate the names. That's one of your biggest complaints ah, are the names. I hate the names. And so I have developed for you a name quiz. That uh, How many Star Wars fans do we have in the audience? Raise your hand loud and proud, yeah. So let's, with this quiz, let's give uh, Dave a chance to answer, but if he is unable to answer, feel free to jump in, because I took this directly from uh, the Wikipedia, I believe. <laughs> oh, God, uh, that is real. <laughs> so this is real stuff. I looked it up, I researched it, but I came up with a quiz myself. So I'll name the, the, the character, and you just you have to come up with the <laughs> name of the character. I'll oh. describe the character. You oh, so you the describe name. the character, and I say the character's name. Jabba the Hutt's son. 
Oh, well, Mike, <laughs> Stinky the Hut. <laughs> that is technically correct, although his name is Rata the Hutlet, <laughs> also known as Padunky Muffin. No. This is Dave's favorite uh, show. I'm just keep reminding you that. He was named Stinky by Ahsoka Tanu, who is a.k.a. Ashla, a.k.a. Snips. So that's just one entry in the Wikipedia. And, so uh, you this got is, that one this right. This is deep in the universe. So if you ever watch The Clone Wars, which is a computer animated uh, movie which features a Star Wars story, Stinky the Hutt is in that, and he is kidnapped. And Mike, in some of his other work, spliced together uh, – what was the movie with Mel Gibson where his kid gets kidnapped? Ransom. Mike spliced that together with Mel Gibson yelling, Give me back my son! When Stinky the Hutt is kidnapped. <laughs> so I think that has over 30 views on YouTube. So. <laughs> I, I'm doing the Lord's work. Uh, right. uh, question two. Chewbacca's wife is named? Anyone? He doesn't know. What? I heard somebody. Mala. 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 Chewbacca's father is named? Uh, Itchy. <laughs> Itchy. Chewbacca's son. Oh. Lumpy. Oh, Lumpy. <laughs> this is your beloved. You love this show. You where did you, where are you pulling this from? It's from Wikipedia. The holiday special. The holiday oh special, yeah. Does that exist? Is that real? Yeah, that's is canon. That that's thing? canon, man. You have to accept <laughs> that. You can't take is part of Star what's Wars. What's the holiday? Do they celebrate all. Christmas on? No, it's Life Day. Oh, when is Life Day? Uh, today, I think. Hey, okay. <laughs> celebrate Life Day. Every day is Life Day. Uh, uh, from the same special, the four-armed celebrity chef of Chewbacca's home planet. Sweeney Todd? Gormanda. Oh, Gormanda, that's, <laughs> come on. Luke Skywalker's Tatooine friend who became an ace pilot. Oh, uh, Wes Antilles. No, anyone? Biggs <laughs> Darklight. <laughs> Which one is Wes Antilles? <laughs> Oh Wedge, sorry, Wes, Wedge. Oh, you got, you can't, oh, why do you like this stuff? Wedge died in the Battle of Hoth? Oh, shoot. I'm so sad that you know more than I even have <laughs> on my quiz about that. Uh, the X-Wing pilot during the Battle of Yavin, call sign was Red Six. Got to know that, right? Mm -hmm. Porkins? Yes! Yeah! Jack... Tono Porkins. He was called that because he was slightly chubby. So, Jack Tono Porkins. Uh, Nemoidian male who served as the viceroy of the Trade Federation. Oh, that's... Just think of a stupid name and you're okay. You're the the Trade Federation, those were the, that, was, that was the racist pre-trilogy or whatever. Hey, take this seriously. I his, don't know, his but name, that was... His name is Newt Gunray. Oh, God. So, please take that seriously. Did you know Newt Gunray? <laughs> oh, Vice Admiral. Oh, that was so awful. I can't believe they did that. Uh, Jedi General played by Samuel L. Jackson. I'm giving you an easy Mace one. Mace Windu. Mace Jedi Windu. Master. Mace Windu. What you been to? Uh, Nautilayan. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Jedi Master during the last years of the Galactic Republic. He was among the Jedi who fought in the Battle of Geonosis. Genosis? I don't know. I don't know I don't either. Know. Uh, stupid name. Just think stupid name. Jubby Juby. Kit Fisto. <laughs> oh, no. Kit Fisto. That's not a real name. That's a You're real trolling me. He's like, no, he's a serious You're he's trolling me. I am not. These are actual Sith Lord who served as the last Supreme Chancellor of the Galactic Republic. 
Oh, geez. Oh, my God. He's a major character. Huge character. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't watch the prequels. I couldn't take it. Anyone? Uh, Palpatine. Palpatine. Right. What's his name? What's his full what's name? What's his real name, though? Chancellor Sheev Palpatine or Darth Sidious. So that couldn't be stupider. <laughs> what? The, yes, uh, it could. Male Ewok scout whose most famous quote might be Yubnub. <laughs> Yubnub Gichigura. Do do. Is that Wicket? Keep going. Yes. Do Wicket. Do who? do do do. Oh, Wicket Ewok. Wicket W. Warwick was his name. Wicked Warwick? Isn't it because the dude who played him was named Warwick. His last name was Warwick, right? That's correct, the actor. Uh, we're almost done, folks, <laughs> I swear. This is not as There's bad no as a classical <laughs> music quiz still, though. <laughs> Jedi Master who trained the Thispician male Jedi, Oppo Rancisis. Thispician? I don't, I'm reading. This is your, you love this stuff. <laughs> don't bring it on the, don't kill the messenger. Okay. Thispician. Pissian male. I can't. Jedi Oppo Rancis. We're going to have to bleep this part out of the podcast. I don't know. Uh, Yoda. Oh, it's so close. Yaddle. <laughs> what? That's true. It's a female Yoda. Yaddle. <laughs> no. Yes. Look it up. I swear. Yub Nub Gichi Gura. All One right. of my least favorite things was when they replaced Yub Nub at the end of Return of the Jedi when they remade it with some like pan flute garbage. Yeah, that was a serious moment in history. I'm glad, you, <laughs> I'm glad you hang a lot of emotion on that. You nerd! They took me from, like, the Heights to, like, Mall of America Courtyard, one of the atriums there listening to that pan flute. Yub Nub is a great song. Stop it. Or, or when they took the Snice Noodles band and they flipped the song, it was terrible. Hey, look. You hey. didn't get your goo keep, okay. keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, no, stop. All right, look. we have food oh, off the hey. floor. We've had a lot of fun here, but it's time to get serious okay. in this quiz. Dave, who is Pello Scramba's father? <laughs> <laughs> Pello come Scramba? On, hey, I don't want to hear laughter. This is serious stuff. Jar Jar Binks? No. Come, Dave, <laughs> come on. It's the late, great Captain Tash Scrambus. <laughs> what? You're just, you're, you've literally There's only two all more that where I get to okay. humiliate you okay. over these names. Governor of Naboo and the head of the Royal Advisory Council. Oh, the governor of Naboo. Yes. Uh, Amadala Senior Dad. Governor C.O. Bibble. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. And finally, Dave, this is, uh, this is not a question. I would just ask you, please read these names of your beloved Ewoks to the good people out there. It's the last thing. It's there. the last just thing. Just please read those names and stand behind your fiction. <sighs> these are a great people who fought proudly to defend the forest moon of Endor. Remember, earlier, Pastor compared this fiction to uh, the, the Bible, Bible itself. So, <laughs> so here we go. Here's, here's the names. Chirpa, Logre, Paplu, Tebow, Grok, Rumba, Lumat, Tarfang, Kank, Chukatrok, Knisa, Whittle, Nhoapak, Weechi, Deej, Wispeth, Grimon, Lakotup, Widj Unki, Barnison, Taras, Breath Hup, he's one of the Hup children, um, <laughs> Fufanik, <laughs> I love how it, Fufanik and Kungata, Chubray, and Stemsey. 
All right, and and can we just have a moment of silence because they they all died in the battle of Huacacupa. <laughs> Oh my God. They were all burned to death. No, I'm you monster. <laughs> all right. There we go. That's Star Wars fiction that Dave Ooh. loves and defends to the death. It's, it's so good. Uh, and all right, we're going to close out the show with our, as promised, special surprise. Yeah. Why don't you, uh, we did this once on the show. Why don't you introduce yourself? Sizzle yourself. <laughs> Explain what you're about to do. Well, and then. Tell the people what you're going to do. Well, what I'm about tell to them, and then tell them what you did. No. <laughs> oh my God. So one thing um, I was, one thing I did. Um, it was between the years about 1999 and 2004. Is I was in a, I was in a rap group, and I rapped with my good friend Cameron Parsons. Uh, we were called the Fresh Nest, uh, and we, yeah, we had a live band. Uh, we were, you know, we were deep. It was a halcyon days for the local hip-hop scene. We were deep in the hip-hop scene. I was one of two MCs that made up The Fresh Nest. If you go in the Wayback Machine, the internet archive to freshnest.com, you can see some images from uh, back in that day. They're pretty good, and uh, we rapped well and hard and fiercely, and it was a lot of fun. But, Mike. Yes? I'm not going to rap. First, you have to earn that right. What? You have what to earn that right. First, you need to answer uh, some Kit Fisto. You, no. <laughs> you need to answer some questions for me. Because okay. you're always trying to shame me with your quizzes. Well, I've surprised, folks, we didn't rehearse this. Yeah, this is, you, yeah, I, this is true. I, I'm springing this quiz on you, Mike. Okay. So right. here's my quiz it's a early to mid 90s rap quiz. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm It's an nail audio this. quiz, Mike. And you know what? I want you to take on someone from the audience. So if I could have a volunteer from the audience. Oh, that nice gentleman in the back there. Could you please come forward? You look like a really nice kid. I don't, I've never met him, but he saw it on Facebook and he came out tonight. He just came out to the, what, isn't that great how we promoted it, Mike? He saw your post. And my quiz is over then? Okay. No, 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 oh, no, no. Okay. It's you. So you get a chance. You'll hear a seven-second snippet of music. You have to identify the song. These are all extremely oh, popular okay. and very easy. Right. You have seven seconds to identify the song. If you don't get it, uh, what's your name? Uh, his name's Cameron. His name's Cameron. Cameron, it's good to meet you, by the way. God, it's good to meet you. Where are you from? He's from South Minneapolis. What a good guy. I mean, I really, yeah, wow. I am too. Where'd you go to high school? When did you graduate? Uh, 2000. Oh, I graduated in 2002. I can't believe we never met before. Here. Uh, it's hard to believe, isn't it? All right, so you, he, Mike will do it, and then you have a chance to steal after here. Okay. I, you know, I smell a setup, but I'm such a trusting guy. I don't, I, somehow <laughs> I right, believe so that. So, Tony, just give him like, you know, seven, seven, seven to ten seconds. Keep it, this one going. Okay, Mike, yeah, let's cut that. So, Mike, what is that song? Uh, Leprechaun in the Hood? <laughs> that was close. That was very close. It's actually Slam by Onyx. Oh, Slam by Onyx. Uh, yes, Cameron, you're correct. <laughs> All right, let's get the next one, Tony. Oh, 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 come on. Mike, what was that? Oh, if I just heard one second more. One more second, Tony. It. Let's give it to him. Oh, that's long enough. Oh, that's uh, Barry Manilow, I Write the Songs. <laughs> okay, what would you say that is? I think that's Hypnotized by Biggie Smalls. Yeah, or I also would have accepted by the Notorious B.I.G. or Notorious Big. Uh, yes, we'll give another point to Cameron. You ready, Mace? Party people in the place to be. Uh -huh. It's about that time for us to... Ah! 
Alright, stop. Who's that? Uh, uh, Chubbs Malkowski. <laughs> Cameron, who would you say that is? That is Mace. What's the song? And Puff Daddy. And Wait, Mace Windu? Mace Windu, yes, yes it is. Yes. <laughs> What's the song? Feel so good? Like, ah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you didn't get that. I got that one. Yeah. Two to one to zero. Oh, here we go. What is that song? I know this because I ride around the lakes playing this really loud with my. <laughs> um, this is uh, Chopper Time. Chopper Time. Close, Cam. What's it? I don't know the name of that song. I, it's Snoop, but. You know, I would almost say it's who am I or or what's my name parenthetically, right? Isn't yes. that it? Yeah, yeah, yep, who am I, what's my name? Yes. Oh, here we go. If you don't get this, it's Regulators. embarrassing. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. You gotta be handy with the stealing. I'm, you like, know gonna let this play. Regulators! Mona. It was a clear black night, a clear white night. Who is that, Mike? Uh, is that you guys? No, <laughs> I wait. Oh man, if that was us, that would be we'd be so good. We'd be so rich. We wouldn't be here. What is that? I, w I would also say maybe does Mike know the Michael McDonald uh, song that they sampled for that? Would you know the Michael McDonald song? Yeah, if you're talking yacht rock, that's more in <laughs> my. Yeah, abs absolutely, I'm going to get that. What is it? What's the Michael McDonald song? Uh. I assume he sings like this. Is he the one who goes, yeah, I'm be there. Is that him? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. Cam, what's the song? That song is Regulate by Warren G featuring Nate Dogg. The late, great Nate Dogg, by the way. R.I.P. Nate Dogg. Okay. Top fella with the gold fleet collar. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, that's not one. Stop that. I don't even know what that is. Something about Snoop Dogg. Skip it. Next one. Oh, this is, we have one more after Stop it. This is ABBA. <laughs> what? This is ABBA. Cameron? What, was that the Dancing Queen remix? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> right, no, that, that was, and actually I have a, a slight anecdote about this man that I've never met. That was uh, Good Day by Ice Cube, which this guy who officiated my wedding quoted in the sermon at my wedding. Because I said, ah, today is a good day. No one even took my AK, or I didn't have to use my AK, which makes it a good day. When you don't have to use your AK, that's a really good day. I think we can all agree, if one does not have to wa use one's AK, that is the chief ingredient of what we would call a good day. Oh, here we go. This is the last one. This has the theological message. Some sort of campfire song, but I can't <laughs> place it. I don't know. It <laughs> seemed like it was going to go into a round there. All right, Cameron, this is it. That is Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. <sighs> Your second guest, Mike, thank you very much. Uh, Cameron, thank you for participating. So as painful as when Mike quizzed me on <laughs> classical music, Mike, I hope that was equally as it painful was, for you. It was, uh, it was payback. I accept it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but now... Tony, I will rap for the people very briefly before we bring up uh, Wesley Church, and then we got Jonathan Runman, and then we got Kiss the Tiger, which I'm very excited for, Jay. So, uh, Tony, drop the beat. 
What's your topic? What is my topic, Mike? I thought it would come from an audience member just so we wouldn't uh, think there was collusion. Okay, get it from an audience member. Anyone, just any topic Dave can rap to. Um, I heard Reformation. Uh, did, I heard Al Franken. I reject that topic. Although I'd be happy to. I'm good enough. I'm smart. No, I'm not going to do that, all right? So he's rejecting both that we're getting. No, I'm to. not rejecting the Reformation. I would take the. Re what? MREs? What are those? Oh, that thing I just ate. Thing we <laughs> ate. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right, get gather your Sunday yourself. liquor sales. I support those, okay? All right, well, I'll try to combine some stuff, okay? We have Sunday liquor sales. We have meals ready to eat, uh, Reformation. Reformation, and Al Franken. And Al Franken. And Al Franken. Here we go. All right. All right, Tony. Meals ready to eat, meals ready to spit out. Hey yo, I'm here on stage and I'm about to rap out. Hey yo, we bout it, bout it. And when I shout it, shout it, there's no way that I can spit the myth. And then you doubt it, doubt it. Al Franken, he was Sir Smalley, but now he's our senator. Oh, good golly. He's sitting there on stage, putting people in place. But yo, I'm in the face, in my face. I could taste a meal ready to eat. It was very disgusting, like the Reformation. Yo, nothing. I'll be trusting from the authority. Mike, we're in the majority. But now I'm about to tell you, oh, I don't know anything rhymes with that. I'm sorry. I'll start over, Mr. Rover Rover. You are my lover. I'll rearrange your rover. I strike you like a cobra. Sweep the leg, sweep the leg. I'll knock you down from your high peg. You think you're better than me? Well, actually, you're worse because I'm so good when I'm spitting this verse. It's a podcast, more like a god cast. Yes, it's overcast. The first shall be last. I'll put you in the past like a tent. You need to repent. I'll put you in a tent outside in your own yard. I rap so hard like that quiz was to your brain. I'm insane. I bring you pain in the membrane. Yes, I shame you with honor. But here we go, people. I want to take you to Bonnaroo. That's a music festival. I don't know where it is. I think it's in Tennessee. You be with me. Yes, go Nashville. It's not Trashville. It's really great. I don't want to hate, but Minneapolis is the best. It's beyond debate. Like Al Franken, when he debated the person who he ran against for Senate, I can't remember. Was it Norm Coldman? Yo, I'm not cold man. You can't hold man. What else did he do? I'm through. P.U. That was really bad. Thank you, people. Thank you so much for listening to that rap. That was garbage. Oh, that was... That was good stuff. That was so bad. You were full up on that MRE, and you still produced the goods. Well done, and uh, a good podcast, I think, right? I think it was a great podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for coming out. We'll drop it in the feed ASAP. Uh, thank you all, and thanks again to Ryan and to uh, the VFW. Thank Post. you to the VFW, yeah. 246, James Valentine. We are so happy to be here. Thank you for coming out. And we got Wesley Church coming up, which is one of my faves. I love Wesley Church. I love Michael Morris. So uh, it's going to be good honky-tonkin' music. So stay here. Keep drinking. Um, we're actually going to have a uh, like a tip jar out here, so we're not paying the bands except through the money that we give through our largesse and our beneficence. So um, we're going to have a pitcher here. Put your dollars in it if you can. Um, and thank you, everyone. And we'll uh, make the round. So thanks for coming out to thank Light Trees Walking.
let's hear it for now our cleanup crew. All right, there you go. Thank you so much. Like Dave said, we've got three bands coming up. We've got Kiss the Tiger, Jonathan Rudman, and Wesley Church. So get another drink, hang around. If you brought some mittens and hats, you can put them on the table. If you're sick of your mittens and hats, put them on the table. We have a great organization called Blue Cooler, where we go out, walk around, give people food and mittens and hats. And thank you so much for coming out. <laughs>